a listless and alienated teenager, decides to help his new friend with a class presidency in their small western high school, while he must deal with his bizarre family life back home. Ashley. And this is ruining our childhood. childhood. You know, I have an issue with some of whoever writes these on IMBD. It's a listless. A listless and alienated teenager. And then I kind of emphasized the wrong thing in the sentence. Yeah. While he must deal with his bizarre family life back home. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Hi. It's Ashley. It's Ryan. And this is ruining our childhood. Welcome. Welcome. If this is your first time joining us, you should check out our other episodes. There's been 13. They're pretty delightful. Yeah. This is number 14. 14. And our dog is tippity-tapping. Down the hall. In the hallway. Official dog of the podcast, Rupert. Rupert Jennings. Yes. I'll put a picture of it on Facebook. You should really go check us out on Facebook Mm -hmm. to see pictures of Rupert. Yes. I mean, why else would you join a podcast's Facebook page? Other than to see their dog. Yeah. And we do polls. We're going to do a poll next week. Yep. That's what we do. So, you know, get on that shit, people. Yeah. What, what are you doing with your life? I'll go ahead and uh, tell you that this is a weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and we're going to go ahead and put on those adult bifocals mm-hmm. to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past. That's true. I totally skipped over that. Yeah. We're just, you know, we're just having fun, man. That's what we do. There doesn't always have to be a plan. No. Says the girl that wrote the outline and the plan. That is correct. <laughs> um, so this week, if you couldn't tell what that whole, whatever I just said was. Yes. Um, we're watching 2004's classic. Classic. Napoleon Dynamite. That is correct. And Ryan, go ahead and hit us with some 2004 facts. Also, fun fact, the year I graduated high school. Oh. Yeah. So I like how you said that like you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was released on January 17th, 2004 at the Sundance Film Festival. What year? Or what month? January 17th. Okay. It was released in the United States on June 11th, 2004. It cost $400,000 to make. It went on to gross $46 million, of which John Heater, the star of the film, was paid one thousand dollars i did see he renegotiated his compensation and was able to receive a cut of the profits that's good because that's really fucked up yeah like i don't think the people who made the film probably went into it thinking we're gonna screw these actors over yeah no they i don't think they realized how big of a success it was gonna be yeah definitely see facts about 2004 the popular television shows were CSI, American Idol, and Desperate Housewives. Nice. Popular songs was, uh, let's go with doo, 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 Usher and Alicia Keys, My Boo. Uh, Sierra Sorry. featuring Petey Pablo, uh, Goodies. And Snoop Dogg featuring Pharrell, Drop It Like It's Hot. Oh, man. That was a jam. That was my jam freshman year of college. Oh, popular films. 2004 popular films. Shrek 2. Nice. 
Spider-Man 2. Okay. Passion of the Christ. I never saw it. Down at number six, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Represent? <laughs> I'm dancing. You're just shaking your hand <laughs> randomly like, what? what? <laughs> but you didn't say anything. You just, it was like you were shaking water off of it. <laughs> Get that off. Get it off. Oh, Sorry about that, folks. Yep. So what I remember, I'll go first. Yes. Since you just told all the facts and stuff. That's correct. I didn't watch this in theaters. I don't even know if they played it mm-hmm. in the theater near me at the time because I grew up in a smaller city slash town and I don't remember seeing it. I just, I got into like a car accident winter break of my freshman year of college Mm-hmm. And, which was late 2004, and my friend came over to, like, hang out with me because I broke my femur and couldn't really do anything. And she brought over this movie because she was obsessed with it. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay. And it, watch it. Yeah, and I thought it was hilarious, but that was the first time I saw it, so it was already when it was on DVD. Mm-hmm. And everybody quoted it, I felt like. And <laughs> the funny thing was, I remember she told me, uh, she, she had family that lived in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Uh, And this movie, spoiler alert, is set in Idaho. Correct. And she was like, it's funny because they dress like it's 19, early 90s. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's literally how people dress there. They're like 10 years, 15 years behind. And I don't know if that's true. If anybody lives in Idaho, let us know. Maybe in a small town. I mean, I grew up in a small town, but I felt like we weren't that behind the times. I do remember... Uh, this is nothing to do with the film, but I remember it was probably 2012. Mm-hmm. Our friend was working in a small town in like the Iowa, Minnesota border. Oh yeah. And he told us like their grocery store still had video rental and sold VHS players, like VCRs. Sorry, that makes VHS sense. Weren't, 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 weren't. But yeah, I was like, wow, okay. And that was like seven years ago. That's, Still with the VCRs. That really doesn't surprise me. I remember when I worked at the video store. I've talked about it before. If you, if you're uh, new to the podcast, yes, it was 2004. It was the same year. Mm-hmm. We were transitioning to get only DVDs, mm-hmm. and that was like a big deal. Yeah. And I remember this little girl came in. She was like 12, and she's like, "You don't have this new release on VHS," and I was like, "Yeah." Uh, we're transitioning to DVD only. Our, the new movies that we get are going to only be on DVD. And she's just like, you're going to lose a lot of customers. A lot. And you were like, you are 12. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Little sassy like, pants. sorry. Like, I make that decision. <laughs> but also, get with the times, little girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, anyway, what was your... I remember, like, hearing about the movie. Like, it probably was after Sundance, and there was a little bit of hype about it. Mm-hmm. So then it... Obviously, people don't know this, but we are in Phoenix. So we have, like, a lot of movie theaters, and we had an independent, like, Valley Art Theater. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to see... It was, like, the one time I went to the Valley Art Theater to go see an independent film was this. And then I think... Like two weeks later, it got a wide release and it was in Makes you know sense. every movie theater. So I remember going to see it. I thought it was pretty funny, but I do I did have a roommate who was obsessed with it right. and would play it all the damn time. Like it was the only movie he would watch. So you, you kind of got sick of it. 
I could understand that. But I do remember, like, the phenomenon that was after the movie, like, people wearing Vote for Pedro shirts and, and stuff like... And the quotes. Like, yeah. Like, it was... It definitely took on a life of its own. And I totally forgot, a few years ago, Fox had actually made a Napoleon Dynamite animated Cartoon? series. Yeah. But I unfortunately, it was only cancel, uh, canceled after six episodes. So. That sucks. Yeah. But, yeah, so I would say this was... One of the first probably indie films that I saw, technically. Yeah, definitely. And I was, you know, at the time I was 18, I was trying to be sophisticated. and But it was, I feel like it's filled with a lot of dumb humor. Oh, no, it is, I'm sure. <laughs> but it's one of those things, like, I think every, like, five years or so, our society will latch on to an independent film. And yeah. it makes it a huge success, like we had uh, Blair Witch probably about five years before this. I think it was 99. And then there was obviously this which was insanely popular but i think blair witch was just out of control with the like it made a crap ton of money and then i remember renting it just going it wasn't that good it made me sick yeah it's real shaky literally yeah i was how old we rent we rented it for halloween whenever it came out on video like that following halloween Mm -hmm. and yeah i i had eaten a lot of candy too but and then uh paranormal activity it was kind of like a small yeah, budget where, film. Yeah, where it just exploded. Insane. For sure. That's that's a good example. Yeah. So do you think it will hold up? I kind of thought about this almost all day, kind of going back and forth. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to... I don't think it will. And I think it's because I was so annoyed by how... <laughs> like, you couldn't throw a rock without hitting a guy in a boat for Pedro shirt. That's true. So I think that is almost going to spoil things for me where I'm going to be like, ugh, this again. But I, I still like there's parts of the movie like I can think about in my head. I try not to think about it too much because I don't want to give away any like cameos that I may have forgot. Yeah. Where there's stuff in like I'm like, oh, that's going to be hilarious to see again. Like I love Uncle Rico and stuff like that. Yeah. I think I personally think it will hold up because I haven't seen it in a good. I don't know if we ever watched it together. We might have when we first started dating. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, so I probably haven't seen it in a good, like, 10, almost 15 years, yeah. if that's the case. And I there's got to be stuff that cracks me up. Because oh. I love deadpan... I like all comedy. Yeah. To be honest with you. I can find anything funny, if it's meant to be funny. <laughs> but I like deadpan, and I like, you know, dry. Yeah. So, and this is definitely that kind dry. of... Yeah, so... We'll see. And we're going to watch it with somebody that's never seen it before as well. I think he's seen it. He said he didn't. He lived with me. Well, he's a liar. (laughs) You're a liar. You're a liar. Go back to your home on Liar Island. (laughs) Anyway, so. Uh, Where can they stream said film? uh, Places. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, It just looks like, according to Google... And we all know Google can be a liar. Calling you out, Google. Anyway, YouTube. Bing it, then. I'm not going to bing it. Yeah. So then I'll that talk. sounds gross. Don't talk about Google. I'm not going to bing it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, YouTube, Amazon Prime, Google Play, Voodoo, iTunes, Rent, $3.99. A little steep, yeah. if you're asking me. Cinemax, if you have a Cinemax subscription, because who doesn't? That's still a thing. It is. I thought there was just Showtime and HBO. I didn't even realize Cinemax was What about was Stars? Stars? Stars. Outlander. Ryan. I like Stars. Cinemax has the Max Go. Oh. 
which we've made reference to in this podcast before. Max Go. You can see it there. So, if you don't have it on DVD like we do, correct? We have it on? Yes, we Did do. Did you check? Yeah. Did you, should you go check now? No, I'm good. Okay. We got, um, it. We got it. Okay. So, we're going to go ahead and pop our DVD in. Hit the pause pause. And hit the pause pause right now before we pop our DVD in. Because it would be weird if I just left this Take recording. Take a shot. You said pause <laughs> Take a shot. You know, pause. I'm not perfect, Ryan. <laughs> no, You knew am this I. when you married me. Did I? Yeah, I knew it. Did you think I was perfect? No. So nice. God, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> so rude. Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and hit the pause pause And Ryan's already taking his headphones off, so... He's out. Apparently, we're, we're done. We're done. And we're going to go watch Napoleon Dynamite. Correct. We just finished watching Napoleon Dynamite. And we're going to go ahead and break down our movie, as we always do with our categories. So we're going to go ahead and uh, load our v- uh, VHS into our VACR. What? Oh, my God. Did you say VACR? VHS into our VCR. Okay. And talk about some technology. <laughs> what pieces of technology did you notice? The first one I noticed was computer that kip used oh it was delightful to chat with all those babes mm-hmm. and it was bulky and the thing that i noticed was on the side of his computer he had a like floppy disc holder nice yeah i was like oh wow that's a that's a sweet piece of technology right and also the other thing was the huge uh console television that they had that was in like one of those like wooden boxes yeah we totally had one of those did you yeah we got rid of it in like probably i think we had it till like 2000 oh wow it lasted forever i don't think we had one of those uh, i, I want to say both of my grandparents had one and yeah they were pretty popular i i will say this for a movie that i'm not i'm genuinely not sure when that movie's set I think it's set when it's supposed to be set. Set in like 2003-ish, 2004? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's just kind of making fun of some towns that are a little behind on the times, mm-hmm. like I'd mentioned in the first part of the podcast. And I made a note about it that kind of it kind of creates this timelessness. Mm-hmm. So they rely on technology that's older and it's still set in 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. And it kind of creates this like own little thing where it it doesn't date the movie because there's no reference to when it is. And you bring up a good point about when it probably is set because they use uh, the music they use, which they use like a Backstreet Boys song Mm -hmm. and they use the Jamiroquois song, which were probably like Mm -hmm. super like late 90s, early 2000s. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely probably set in that time period, which when you brought up them, some of the technology, which... Given when it's set, there's not a ton of dated technology, ironically, no. even though there is, like, some, like, awesome VCR usage. Uh, he did, like, load a cassette for Napoleon to dance to. Yeah, cassette, and then I think most of the technology was, like, late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a payphone. Yep. And just the VCR that loaded from the top, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the video camera 
They only showed it for like a minute uh, that Uncle Rico's using yeah. to film his sweet football passing. Yeah. The, it was it was like the original camcorder from the 80s. And the tripod. Yeah. That he used. Like it was literally like three sticks. <laughs> like That's what a tripod is. But like it literally, it didn't look like there was anything That's holding right. it together at the base. Like it oh. just looked like three sticks and there was like no <laughs> tying it together. This tripod's so old it only has three legs. <laughs> His tripod's only the three-leg pod. Um, That's why it says try. I know what a tripod is. I don't think my husband knows what triangle means. But like, his, like, it literally looked like three wooden poles. That's oh. what I'm saying. Like, I didn't it's not like how, like... I'm just, yeah. I'm just making fun of you. Uh, well, that's what you do. I know. Um, did you notice anything else? I did want to talk about the opening credits. Oh, okay. I liked the, <laughs> you know, like, the food... Plates. With the yeah, with people's names, it really reminded me, and I guess this shows how far we've come as a society. But it reminded me of some of those recipe videos on YouTube that kind of like what like BuzzFeed does, mm-hmm. Tasty, where it's just they're just showing that view overhead shot of it. Yeah, yeah. and it, that's what it reminded me of. Which I'm like, man. And I liked how they would just incorporate the names onto the stuff like yeah. i like how it was like the old school library cards which that it, took me back i did think it was very inventive especially yeah. with like the books and the chapstick that had the yeah person's... yeah it was really well done i liked it yeah um you ready to move on to the next category yes this category is called kids would call it a throwback we call it the prime of our teams but take a shot proud of our teams <laughs> uh, prime of our teens but also, this movie's really weird, and it's like it's the prime of our childhood. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know set in this weird land of we don't know what year it is. So, no. uh, just some of the things I just wrote down some things that I loved. Oh, okay. As far as fashion choices, obviously the snow boots, iconic, with the jeans tucked in and the random horse shirts oh. or. A dog, I think, was on one. A wolf, maybe, yeah. at one point. They were just... It It just reminded me of some kids that I went to elementary school with. Yeah, That's definitely. definitely... No, I had those snow boots as a child. Like, definitely had those. But I only wore them when it was snowing. Yeah. It's like <laughs> summer in Idaho yeah. when they're filming this. Yeah. And then I loved the one character, Rex, his... American flag pants. Oh, they were glorious. They were amazing, and I feel like I knew somebody that owned them. I had some, because they were kind of like Zubaz-y style. Yeah. Like, I had some Zubaz when I was, like, in kindergarten. I don't think I ever had those. But they were not the American flag ones. Uh, I did notice Napoleon rocking, like, a digital Casio watch. Yes. I think Uncle Rico was, too. Uncle Rico is just... His fashion... It's funny because it's Amazing. it's most of the people's fashions were definitely late eighties, early nineties. His was seventies, yeah, because like, that's the kind of he's stuck in nineteen eighty two. He says it himself. Yeah, yeah, it's just amazing. No, and he, yeah, his like he was wearing like a leisure suit kind yeah. of with like almost like bell bottom style, like seventy polyester pants. He was such a creep. Oh, it was. Sorry, I'm yawning. Uh, the eyeglasses that everyone had were like from like 1993. Definitely. Like nobody's wearing those. Although they're, I notice big lenses are making a comeback. They are. They are. Yeah. I I've noticed that as well. I did notice um, 
the one character summer was wearing a like a massive scrunchie on her wrist yeah which i was like my friends that were girls like did that in like 1994 they definitely weren't doing that in 2004 yeah scrunchies kind of stopped being a thing when i was a kid mid 90s yeah and then it became all about like the sleeker stuff or (laughs) you know the butterfly clips yeah yeah we've talked about that the one line quote that i put down under dated references because it's not something a lot of people say in this context is chatting online with babes all day (laughs) and that's kip because he loves Uh, to do chat rooms oh yeah on the computer nowadays obviously you could just do it on your phone and it would just be tinder you just yeah. like DM people. Yeah, but... Gotta be on my Tinder. Yeah. Is that, that Tinder's still a thing, right? Yes. Okay. We're I... married. We don't know. <laughs> hey guys, we want to talk to you a little bit about the Podcoin app. Yes! The Podcoin app. It pays you to listen to Ruining Our Childhood as well as your other favorite podcasts. You can use the Podcoin you earn to claim gift cards for some of your favorite stores. What? Starbucks? Check. Amazon. Correct. Target. Seriously, guys, this is pretty legit. Join the Podcoin app today on iPhone or Android. And I said join, but I meant download. You've got to download And use code RUINING to get 300 Podcoin just for signing up. That's 300 Podcoin for using R-U-I-N. I-N-G. That's how you spell ruining, just in case you don't know that. Yes. So if you're basically listening to podcasts all day anyways while you're working or driving or doing anything, might as well make some money off the deal. Am I right? Yeah, totally. I mean, free coffee for something you're already doing sounds fantastic. It does sound fantastic. I don't talk so. Take a shot. So go give the Podcoin app a try today. And also don't forget to listen to Ruining Our Childhood. And make some money, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. I feel like all of Pedro's family that they showed were just walking Mexican stereotypes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. They had, he had his cousins who had a low rider, and mm-hmm. they just wore wife beater. And then just for a split second, when Napoleon calls his house, mm-hmm. his sister is dressed like, basically like what a chola would be like a standard definition of a chola. Yeah. Even like Pedro, but he's not like your, he looks like he's just like an old Mexican rancher or something. Yeah. Like he's always wearing Western shirts, which it's like maybe his parents were like, this is what they will, they'll wear in Idaho. I don't know. <laughs> I can honestly say I did go to school with a couple guys that dressed just like that. Yeah. Like bolo ties, like every day. Did you notice any dated references and why would I even ask, did you? Because I know. I mean, everything was crap. A, a dated reference. Deb Deb is selling glamour shots. Uh-huh. Was amazing. Yeah. And just every, everything this is movie was just a walking dated reference. Yeah. But like I said, overall they didn't rely too much on it that mm. it did keep it pretty timeless to me. Yeah. Yeah, because there was like shag carpet and wood paneling. Oh yeah. The oh. their house. It was like a split level house. Mm-hmm. And then they had mustard yellow appliances in the yes. kitchen. And yeah, and then the couches. Couches were great. Were from the early '80s. It looked like the couches, basically, in Stranger Things. Yeah, that like uh, Joyce has. Yeah, Joyce, mm-hmm. uh, Winona Ryder's character. And there, there was a thing that I did catch. It was a picture on the wall of Napoleon, uh, which was like taken that year, mm-hmm. and it was like one of those pictures that you would see in the like '80s where it's 
two pictures of the same person, like oh, in the picture, like, like he's and, looking down on himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh god, oh, it's some wonderful. of it's just it's really well done on how they did a lot of that stuff. It is. It's definitely a style mm-hmm. of the type of storytelling that that the director and the writers do. It's just interesting. The thing that was funny was like towards the end, uh, the one character, uh, Deb, it's almost like she got into a time machine and was transported to 2003 yeah. or 2004 because her hairstyle, like all of a sudden she's done rocking a side ponytail. Yeah. And all and of her clothes were very pastel yeah. and very early 90s. But like when she goes over and plays Tetherball She's just ball wearing like a summer dress. But yeah, but she, yeah, she just looked normal. I was yeah. like, oh, you're you're the only person in this town that I don't know how it happened, but it happened for you. I feel like summer she rocked a lot of yeah. kind of normal looking clothes. But she had like a, always had like a weird bangs haircut from the early nineties. Yeah, yeah. I think I wrote down something about her. I might have put it in the wrong little section here. Her was her. Wow. <laughs> There was a scene in the movie where they're at a dance, uh-huh. and I just noticed that Summer was wearing a really crappy dress. I think it was, like, early 90s. Yeah. But she was wearing platform flip-flops that were pretty popular in the early 2000s, because I had them. They were black. Mm-hmm. They had a two-inch sole. Yeah. It just didn't go with the it dress. It didn't go with the awesome dress you were yeah. working. No. But I was like, that's the only thing I noticed... That could have been considered 2000s yeah. type clothing. Everything else is 1980s. For sure. Did you have anything else? Oh, I did want to point out that I did like in her speech, she's like, who wants to eat chimichangas all next year? And I'm like, everybody? There was quite a few racial, like just downright racist comments. Like the principal asked Pedro oh. like if he spoke English. Yeah. And then... When he's disciplining him because Pedro had a pinata of summer. Summer, yeah. And he's like, I don't know how you do it down in Juarez, but we don't let we don't that doesn't fly here or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, God, that is so you could not get away with that today. Like that is racism. No, but I think in the sense of it's a small town in Idaho, which is known for being oh, it's believable, really racist. Yeah, I mean, no offense to anybody that lives in Idaho, but. I've had some bad instances yes. there with my father, who is Mexican, yes. by the way. And uh, since I grew up in Montana, so we were close by. Yeah. It's it's a little realistic. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like over the top or, you know, we need to point it out or, you know, to make fun of Pedro or anything. Like, but it was just slight things that I'm like, yeah. Also, who wouldn't want to eat chimichangas? I would. They're delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready to move on to our next category? Yes, I am. And it's a little category we like to call, well, hello there. Uh, it's where we point out any cameos or famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we may have forgot were in the film. And who did you notice? There wasn't a whole lot because no. I think they did keep the cast pretty small. Yeah. Uh, I did notice and I kind of forgot Haley Duff was Summer. Mm-hmm. And she's not, she's more of like a, she does a lot of Hallmark movies, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. I, I I haven't seen her anything actual like real movies. I was gonna say she's not on my radar, but that would yeah. make sense if she was maybe doing that still and still acting. Yeah, I've seen her on a couple of Netflix thumbnails, and they're basically 
All what? Christmassy Hallmark movies. Yeah. Okay. The only one that I really caught was Diedrich Bader, who yes. uh, was Oswald on the Drew Carey show, and he's mm. been in a ton of stuff. Yes. He did play Rex, the Taekwondo instructor. With he, the amazing American flag pants. Uh, he was just delightful in his little scenes that he was in. Was he just... was probably the most famous person in that movie. Him or... Uh, the guy who plays Uncle Rico, who's just been in a ton of He's stuff. He's like a character actor. But he was like a regular on Martin. Oh. Like he was on like 55 episodes of Martin okay. or something like that. So yeah, he was... But yeah, I would say Diedrich Bader was probably the most He's like the person. most recognizable for me. I mean, yeah. Tina... Majorino. Majorino was a child actor, mm-hmm. but then she kind of stopped doing stuff for a little bit yeah. before this. Yeah. But then she went on to be in Veronica Mars. Yeah, and she was on True Blood, and yeah. I looked her up, and she was on Scorpion. Oh. So she's No, I I, I was saying, like, in between, like, her being a child actor and this, mm-hmm. I don't really remember her being in a lot of things. Yeah. And then after this, I think it kind of, she went on to do, Veronica Mars started that same year, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. But yeah, she was on the first season, right? Like, in, like halfway through the first yeah. season? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, those were the, there was not a ton of uh, recognizable people in this film. No. No. It was a... Low, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm a little off today in a yeah. different way than last week. I was going to say, last week we had a movie that had about 900 cameos and small part people that were in it, and this one's three. Yeah. You want to move on to the next one? Sure. This next category is called, Is It Even Good? Where we talk about the plot and the casting choices, and we tell you our funniest and cringiest moments of the movie. Mm-hmm. What What did you think about the plot? I don't even know what to make of it, like, other than I'm genuinely confused as to why it's a movie. Like, <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> but I get, like, you know, he, he's kind of like a nerdy guy up in Idaho, and he helps his buddy get elected class president. But So I guess it was it was good. It's a entertaining movie. Yeah. But I'm just, like, I'm genuinely confused as to what I'm supposed to take away and, like, why this is a movie. I agree. So... I had made a note that it's like a lot of indie movies where it's it's really grounded in reality or this kind of... It's a movie, but it doesn't seem like a movie. It seems like real life because things aren't perfect and mm-hmm. shiny. But it also has this other side where nothing ever ba- nothing bad ever happens, really. Like, yeah, you know, like some indie movies you watch and you're like, this is really depressing. Mm-hmm. This movie's not depressing at all. It's, no, definitely. It's funny. But I, I agree, like, as as an adult, I don't know if this movie entertained me as much. No, yeah. Um, And the plot, I think the characters make more sense to me. Like, everybody knows somebody like Uncle Rico, who mm-hmm. gets, gets stuck in his past, in his high school days, his prime days. Yeah. And then Napoleon is awkward, and everybody knows somebody that's awkward like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Who just sits there and plays dodgeball by himself. <laughs> yeah. But... I don't know. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> like it's like I'm. I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from this movie. As I far guess as it's like believable in the sense that it's just like real life, which a lot of people don't want to watch real life when they're watching a movie. They just want to escape reality. Yeah, they no. do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think of the casting choices? I thought everybody was good. It's kind of funny because I don't remember Uncle Rico being so creepy. Yeah. Obviously, he is this dick 
Mm-hmm. He's, he's like really mean to Kip and Napoleon. Yeah. As their uncle. And he, but he just, everything he does comes off creepy. Like when he's talking to Deb, mm-hmm. who's Tina Majorino. I can't say her name for some reason. Mac from Veronica Mars. <laughs> and he seems like he's hitting on her. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he just pulls out the little slip of paper about the breast enhancement. Yeah pills that he's selling and at first i was just like where are they going with this yeah he, i totally forgot about that part he was creepy but I, I thought like john heater is fantastic and like it was a really well casting job on yeah. him and like same thing with kips so i think like yeah i agree with you like the casting choices are pretty pretty good yeah do you have anything else <laughs> no. if you want to move on to our funniest line in moment yes sure uh, what's yours <laughs> there like i chuckled a lot in the movie um there's just like i like when kip is trying to show like some lady how strong the tupperware is (laughs) and he puts it like underneath the back tire he backs up you know spoiler alert the tupperware breaks into a million pieces yeah because they can't withstand the car going over it and so rather than just stop he just puts it in drive and just takes off yeah i love that part Mm. i like that part because also like right before they show like the right way to do it yeah which is uncle rico telling the guy to try to rip it apart which i'm like you really couldn't do that with anything unless you were you know the strongest man alive or something yeah but yeah (laughs) that was hilarious part mine was something kip did as well okay just uh one of the first lines deb is at the door she's trying to sell glamour shots and friendship bracelets she's Mm. apparently a jack of all trades (laughs) And and she's like, I'm trying to save money for college. And Kip goes, your mom goes to college. And that made me laugh so much. Because that's something you would say. Yeah, that's true. And then what makes it funnier is that Dev runs away from their house after it, like as if it was a really mean thing to say. <laughs> when in actuality, saying your mom goes to college is like, oh, your mom's college educated. God. Uh, I love that. What was your cringiest line? Uh, going back to what you had talked about where we didn't remember Uncle Rico being such a creep. Right. He's driving down the street in a van that's from like, I don't know, 1970. And he pulls up on uh, Haley Duff's character, Summer, and her friend Trish. And he literally looks like he's going to try to kidnap them. Yeah. He's and being a creep. He's handing out the flyers for the breast enhancement pills and tells them to call him if they need something. And I was just like... That is the creepiest thing I think I've ever seen him film. Like, he was just, yeah. He didn't really hit on the 17-year-old no. girls, but you wouldn't put it past him if he did. Because, like, like you said, like, he was kind of hitting on uh, Deb, like, when she was going to take his pictures. Like, he walks over, like, I was just waiting for him to, like, start massaging her shoulders yeah. and stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, he's such a... But in actuality, he's just trying to sell... He's trying to qu- make a quick buck. Sell his enhancement pills. Yeah. Uh, what was your cringiest moment? Mine was uh, where Napoleon gets a job at the chicken farm, mm-hmm. and they make them a lunch, Ugh. and there's just flies everywhere, Ugh. and the farmer boss breaks an egg into what looks like orange juice, and then they all drink it, and yeah. it's just, it was just gross, because I'm like, it seemed like it was a hot day, so then the sandwiches looked all gross, and yeah. I, it was just cringy for me, because I'm like, like <laughs> flies, and... There was just that guy in the scene. It just reminded me of the one character from like Waterboy, where you can't understand. Yeah, the guy like, from. No, no, no. The like, guy what? that does the voice of um. We just looked him up. He was from Boy Meets World. He played Sean's dad. 
oh, uh, he does the voice of Slinky Dog. Yeah. Now, I can't think of his name in real life. Yeah, but that he plays the character in Waterboy, right? Yeah. 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 Blake something, I think, is his name. I think you're right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know who we're talking about, yeah. people, right? Come on. Farmer Fran, I think, was his name in uh, Waterboy. I don't remember. That huh. mo- I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. Ooh, there's a candidate. Added to the list. You. Did you have any unnecessary scenes, additional edits, anything like that that you noticed? Um, let me see here. I'm sorry. I'm so off today. <laughs> I'm just, like, chilling. Chilling. Chilling like a villain. One of the additional ones was the one that you pointed out about Kip uh, running over the bowl. Uh-huh. I thought that was hilarious. And then just the scene where Uncle Rico gives Deb the bust must flyer for the breast enhancement was just cringy to me. It was almost going to be my cringiest moment, but mm-hmm. I decided to do the food thing. Uh, the other ones that I noticed that were just cracking me up was at the beginning, like, Kip and Napoleon are gonna get into a fight. Yeah. And Kip tells Napoleon, like, he's training to be a cage fighter. <laughs> but then he comes over there and he's like, come on, give me your best shot. And Napoleon, like, slaps him. But, like, Kip just does this weird, like, jump slap to the face. <laughs> and it's just the most awkward looking thing. And I was like, oh, I want to see him do that to an actual cage fighter. And then the other part was, uh... Uncle Rico and Kip are just sitting outside eating steaks, and Napoleon rolls up, and he, Uncle Rico just grabs a steak and throws it at Napoleon's face. Yeah, I don't, no I don't reason. know why he hates him so much. I want to know the backstory of that. Yeah. I want to know why Uncle Rico hates Napoleon so much. That'd be amazing. Maybe because Napoleon can be a little bit of a dick, too. This is true. But who's who's the adult Uncle Rico? Nah. Technically, mm-hmm. you are. Maybe he's just jealous of Napoleon's youth. That could you know? be. Because he's like, if I could go back to high school, we would have won state. Yeah. All they had sure. to do was put me in in the fourth quarter. So he probably does hate Napoleon because he's like, you're in high school. He's like, they take it even further with his character because it doesn't even sound like he was the top of the class or the head court. Oh, the starting quarterback? Starting quarterback. He was definitely the backup because he's like, all you had to do was put me in in the fourth quarter. So he's thinking about this stuff as if he was the starting yeah. quarterback, but he nah, he's, it's even worse because he was probably a nobody in high yeah, school. Yeah, he, he at best was the backup quarterback. He probably wasn't even uh, on the team. Oh, poor Uncle Rico. Sad. Um, should we move on to our awards? Yes, we shall. I feel like we should get a theme song oh, for yeah. our it's awards. Like, Dun, dun, dun. It's award season. <laughs> the sound you made just made it sound like doing a startling... Ru- 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 <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot. A startling revelation. Oh, it was like... Yeah, I guess. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, but I was doing it more like a happy tone. Oh, like okay. there's music playing and there's uh, like spotlights zinging around because we're going to show all the celebrities rocking the red carpet at the Ruining Our Childhood Awards, where we give out two awards every week. First award, the valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage online school of bad acting. Ashley, who is the winner? I think you're not going to like my choice. Oh, boy. I picked John Hedder. Peter. Peter. <laughs> okay, let's say his name. <sighs> and this is why. Oh boy. So when this movie came out, I thought he was funny, and everything he said was funny, and obviously he has the most quotable lines. This is true. But I think over the years since the movie's been out, it's mm-hmm. been overquoted, especially the first couple years. Everybody was quoting that movie. Oh, God, yeah. Like you said, everybody had the vote for Pedro shirts. Mm-hmm. It got a little overdone. Yes. 
I found him to be annoying at times. Okay. And a little dull. And at one point I was like, just open your eyes, man. Like literally physically oh, yeah, like open your eyes. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he's high. I think if this movie was made today, Napoleon would be a total stoner. No, I agree with you. There's definitely times where I was like, there has to be a reason why he doesn't have his eyes open. Yeah. Other than he's socially awkward, and I think that I've been I went to high school with some people that like couldn't make eye contact with people very well, Mm -hmm. and so I can see that being a thing. Yeah, definitely. He does instead of like looking down, he just kind of closes his eyes. Mm -hmm. But I also had a hard time when him and Pedro were in the same scenes, and it was just them because they kind of like I think both the actors did this kind of dull take, deadpan. And it was just like, I was like, come on, somebody else go in the scene that had a little more life to them, like Deb or Uncle Rico or even Kip. Even though Kip does it a little too, Mm -hmm. he has better inflection, I would say, overall. Okay. Or he just seems to be a little more there. Mm -hmm. And, but I, it was just, I would be happy if somebody else came into the scenes to just break that up. And I don't know. But that being said, the dance scene at the end was still amazing. Just delightful. Yeah. I gave my award to superstar Hillary Duff Jr. Haley Duff. I think she's older than Hillary Duff. Oh, Hillary Duff Sr. Because she lived off her <laughs> sister's name. That's true. I thought she was like, she didn't have a lot of lines. Mm-mm. And everything she read like was just robotic. And there's a scene where she's working at a grocery store. And I was like you probably could have just hired any clerk that actually worked at the grocery store That's and true. they would have done a better job than was her. this her first movie i don't know but oh. i was just like you're you're awful she... yeah i mean i think her character was necessary because i know there's sometimes we point out that characters Agreed. are unnecessary and that's yeah, why no, we the choose them character was necessary but get someone better <laughs> go down to I the had a lo- very low budget man go to the local youth theater and get somebody in Preston, Idaho. Idaho. Preston, Idaho, which is go. a real city. Yeah. Go get anyone. Or town, I should say. It wasn't a city. Go to a farm and get somebody who got a, ton <laughs> a of... chicken. Get a chicken. <laughs> anyone would have been better than Haley uh, Duff. She was terrible. Oh, my runner-up was uh, her boyfriend Don. Oh. Because his overacting, especially towards the end when after she does her dance number skit thing Mm -hmm. after the speeches and he's just like pulling his t-shirt like she's making him hot and ugh. He was awful. Yeah, he wasn't great. Should we move on to the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting? Yes, we shall. Who did you give it to? I gave it to John Heater. Oh, God. (laughs) We've done this before, guys. I think it was the... Spider-Man episode. Yeah. We did it. I so. gave it to Willem Dafoe, and you gave the bad one to Willem Dafoe. Yeah. I the thought... Cagey. Yeah, the cagey? Yeah. I gave John Heater the Thomas J. Hanks, because I literally... I was thinking, I'm like, in that time period, who could have played Napoleon Dynamite? That's an actor. That's true. I don't he know makes that the any... Part. He makes the part. And I, I do agree with you. They're, the scenes with him and Pedro are terrible. They're, they're, like, unbearable. I was just like, when is this movie over? But the scenes where it's him, like, I love the scene he's, like, on the bus, and the kid's like, what are you going to do? And he all he does is throw a wrestling toy out a window attached to some fishing line, and I was like, that's freaking funny. You no, know, I, I agree. Like, some of his lines were funny. I just feel like they, I think they were so overquoted that I was just like, they're, they lost their 
humor to me. Mm-hmm. And... But I felt like he brought something to the character because, okay. like, on it, like how you said how he felt, like you thought he was high, he maintained that through the whole movie. Very true. And if you've ever seen John Heater do anything else, he's not like that. Not really. He's no. totally acting. I think the first couple of movies after he did it, I think people wanted him to be like yeah, that. Yeah, and he, so. he wanted no part of that. Yeah, for sure. I but, wouldn't. No. As an actor. But that, that was my justification. I, I get your justification as well for him being an awful actor. Which, there you go. Nicolas Cage has been a bad actor, and he's been a great actor. Yeah. John Heater, in the same movie. Bad actor and a terrible actor. And I don't think I chose him because he's a bad actor. I just found the character way more annoying than I did when I first watched the movie. And obviously it's a movie that's named after the character, mm-hmm. and he's the main part of the movie i just i didn't find him as funny yeah. maybe i'm i'm not into the same things as i was when i was 18 I get <laughs> go it. figure i get it who did you give your award to i gave mine to kip what yeah wow. because he's a dick in all of his scenes <laughs> and it's hilarious and i love the line when he's like we chat online for like two hours every day so i guess you could say we're getting pretty serious <laughs> i love that line and he is still kind of deadpan, but like I said a little earlier, he has this thing about him that makes him a little more, has more life to him. Mm-hmm. And his just storyline's kind of funny, and especially when his girlfriend comes to town and she like completely changes makes him. Makes him a gangster. Yeah, and then <laughs> then uh, then he moves to Detroit, and I'm just like, I think he's going to get killed, he's if, gonna he's get dre- killed. if he's dressed like that in Detroit. <laughs> <sighs> Or at least, you know, punched in the face a couple times. Well, yeah. And I wouldn't blame anybody for it's that. It's a very punchable face. It's called culture appropriation for a reason. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. So, should we move on to what we think? If I don't know if you can tell what my mind is going to say. I can't talk. No. Are we doing a podcast? Is this what we're doing? Uh, my brain's not working. I... 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 I went back and forth. <laughs> I, 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 I laughed at the movie, and then I chuckled, but I don't think it, like, in hindsight, I'm like, it's not a good movie. It's not great. I think it's overhyped. It's I, very overhyped, like, and I, and we were the people that were overhyping it. Oh, for sure. We were guilty of it. I, for sure. I don't think it holds up. I, I, yeah, it's not good. It's hard to get through. Yeah. It, it was hard to get through. I think after, like, the first 40 minutes, I was like, this is almost over, right? I don't really... I'm like, I don't remember any of the middle part, by the way. I, I don't remember him working on a chicken farm. No. I don't I remember, remember the stuff with the pinata. It's I like I blacked the, it out or something. I remember the pinata, and I remember, like, the like the and dance sequences, but that was it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, the whole... I remember the first... Maybe it was the first 20 minutes of the movie. I was like, yeah. that's pretty funny. Everything else, know. I'm like, oh. And there were, and like I said, there was definitely parts that were funny, but it didn't make up for the dull parts. And there were a lot of dull moments, mm-hmm. I felt like, that didn't didn't add anything to the film. No. They were just kind of there. And I think overall it was a creative movie, and it was different, and that's yeah. why it was successful. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really anything like anything that we'd seen before. No, and I agree. And yeah, there's a lot of that. Mo- this movie could have been about 45 minutes long. Yeah. And somehow we dragged it out into like a 98 minute, you know, cinematic masterpiece. Well, fun fact, I, I was reading that 
that they had made it. It was a short first, uh-huh. and then they had like expanded it. Oh, and and it had John Heater in the short too. So, I just I don't know. As an adult, I don't see myself going back and rewatching this just for the hell of it. No, uh-uh. maybe I'll show it to our kid one day. See yeah. if he thinks it's funny. We don't have a child yet. I'm just talking about you know future child. Yeah, it was a. I would say more so than any movie that I think we've watched. I felt like this was a chore to get through. Yes. And yeah, for sure. And we watched Gone in sixty seconds last week, folks. Okay. I love that movie. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was like that good bad where you felt like you wanted to make fun of it. It was everything you could have hoped for. Yes. You went into into it going, this is going to be pretty questionable. Whereas this, I was not going, like, I kind of went back and forth going, I don't know that the humor and that stuff would hold up. And I'm like, okay, I was right. It really didn't. Like, I chuckled. Yeah. There's parts that held up for me, but overall, it didn't. It was just, it was kind of blah. Yeah. Agreed. So there you go, folks. Uh, If you want to go disappoint yourself and ruin your childhood, go ahead and watch this movie. (laughs) And if you really like this movie still, then let us know. On yeah. our Facebook page or Instagram or Twitter. There you go. Where we sometimes post things. Yeah. We're at uh, Ruining Our Childhood on Facebook and on tw- uh, Instagram. I almost said we're on tw- And then at Twitter, we're ROC Movie Podcast. Yes. that That's our uh, stuff. So uh, next week, we're going to do Jawbreaker. We are. And then we will put up a poll for the following week. That sounds good. Yeah. I don't know what movies we're going to pick, but they're going to be delightful. Are they? Delightful or terrible. <laughs> so. I mean, in general, we do want them to be kind of terrible. It's nice when we get a nice mix. Like, for a while there, I felt like all the movies were holding up really well. Yeah. And now we're, like, I think three weeks in a row of just movies where we're like, eh, that did not Maybe hold Maybe our up. standards are getting higher with time. Yeah. What? Anyway. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see I, you next week. Yeah. And have have a nice day. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.